so from there we kind of um yeah we were looking at what people wanted they didn't want stripes you know they didn't want the maternity stripes anymore um and and yeah from there i mean a lot of surveys and chatting with people um finding suppliers was also an issue um trying to work with all the, all the factories and we've tested so many factories it's quite crazy <laughs> and welcome to Smart Online Marketing, where I chat to switched-on entrepreneurs and experts to chat about smart strategies to build your business in a profitable and sustainable way. My name is Katie Griffin, and I am in the digital marketing game. I specialize in Google Ads, and I've worked one-on-one with clients such as Showpose, Homework Allure, and Snuggle Honey Kids. And I also have my own course, teaching small businesses how to grow profitably using Google Ads. If we haven't met before, I'm a kombucha-loving Real Housewives apologist, alongside my love of all things pop culture, and yes, that does include the Kardashians. I'm a mum of two, a self-confessed hippie at heart, with a love of all things business. Hello, and welcome to today's episode on the show today. I'm talking to Jasmine Wong, who is the co-founder of Formay Collective, which is a business that she started with her sister-in-law, and it aims to offer fashionable and really comfortable breastfeeding friendly wear for mums. And the business came about like so many other businesses, business ideas do come about when Jasmine was in that phase of having a newborn herself and she realized that there's not a lot of great breastfeeding friendly wear around. And this is something that I experience as well when we, we talk about how it seems like there's been such a growth in the maternity and postpartum market since we had our firstborns. And and they started their business about four years ago, so they were able to capitalize on that real growth in, in that category. And we talk a lot about, you know, how she goes managing the business and she predominantly works virtually with her team, actually going over and visiting her, her manufacturing factory in China and how that was really important to the process. And it was really great to talk to Jasmine. Jasmine was one of my students in my Google Ads course a couple of months ago. It was probably about a year ago now, actually. I have no idea when. I lose track of time in 2020, but she was a student of mine and she just has such a great business. Her clothes are incredibly comfortable and fashionable. And if you're in that stage of your life, I recommend you go and check them out. So listen to this episode and enjoy. Okay, Jasmine, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me today. Thanks for having me. Can you tell people what your business is for me and what it's all about? So um, I run Forme Collective, which is a breastfeeding-friendly clothing boutique. Um, we started it about four years ago. Because so my sister-in-law and I we run this business together, and um, we started it because we couldn't find nice clothes <laughs> to wear after having baby. Yeah, I, I was just talking to another um, another guest that I interviewed recently, and. Um, we were saying because she had a six-year-old and my daughter's nearly six and that yeah. between our firstborn, which was now nearly six years ago and being pregnant and breastfeeding and my secondborn, which there's a three and a half year gap there, it seemed like there was like my first pregnancy, there was no like nice maternity wear or it seemed like that market really opened up in that yes, short space right. of time. Did you feel the definitely. same way? Yeah, Definitely. I think I think breastfeeding clothing has come really far. Yeah, like it's just good. Five years ago, I couldn't find anything that was nice that was breastfeeding. Yeah, breastfeeding or, or and... anything under one hundred and fifty dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. So you were in that 
I guess, wanting to f- fulfill that need or fill that need for your own, um, that you, you and your sister-in-law were facing at the same time of having yeah. clothing that was breastfeeding friendly and also like stylish. Yeah. So you had that idea. What do you do with that idea then? So it was lots of market research. You know, um, we were talking to friends who were, who were in the same sort of, you know, situation as us, you know, people who are complaining about all the clothes that they are finding, people who have gone on eBay and then, you know, get all these clothes they are poor quality and although this and then they're still trying to hunt for more but but can't find. And in the end we decided to look at what's out there and and we realized that most of the breastfeeding clothing were also for pregnancy. Yes. As well. Um, which is quite strange because I mean, They're so oversized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you still the, you don't have a tummy places. anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I found so, that too. So, like it's like yeah. you're meant to buy pregnancy and breastfeeding clothes for yeah. the one, but your body's totally different. Well, first, like your boobs are different shapes when you're breastfeeding compared to when you're pregnant, and then you, you don't have a tummy, you a bit as big a tummy when you have given birth. So yeah, you you kind of can't use the same clothes for those. Yeah. So um, so from there we kind of um, yeah we were looking at what people wanted they didn't want stripes you know they didn't want the maternity stripes anymore um and and yeah from there i mean a lot of surveys and chatting with people um finding suppliers was also an issue um trying to work with all all the factories and we've tested so many factories it's quite crazy (laughs) so do you have any background in like product manufacturing or fashion no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was all um well I, I sew I sew uh as my pastime and I used to sew a few kids stuff as well. So I mean in terms of like stitching and things like that, we can you know, we know what what is good, um what what should what we should look for, um what you know, things like that. But um my sister in law and I actually we have design backgrounds like digital stuff. Uh, she used to be an art director. Uh, she would do commercials and things like that. But she has always loved fashion and she has always, like she wanted to do fashion design when she was younger, but in the end she chose the digital world. Um, and I was also doing multimedia and things like that. So, um, but I think we have been studying throughout the years uh, what would work for different body shapes and things like that. Um, we're still studying all the time. She's hoping to do a course as well um, to to learn more about that. But yeah, we have been l- learning on the go. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, doing a lot of research um, in our spare time, like doing business like twenty four seven because you're always reading up about different materials and different cuts and things like that. Yeah. So is this your full time? Both of you, you and Deidre, your full time job is for my collective. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And moment. how long have Other you been being mums? <laughs> yes, I know. Full time. <laughs> but has it always been your only have you have you combined it with traditional jobs in the past? Yeah, so she um because it's quite flexible for her to pick up jobs, you know, projects here and there. And um so she does pick up a couple of projects um uh, doing graphics, you know, or or and some sort of um something related to graphics or art directing and things like that. But for me, uh, since having my first son, so I was working at a market research company as well. Uh, oh, so that would have graf- been a good background. Doing their graphics. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that was casual. So as and when we needed hours, we kind of 
uh, did that. And also I was sewing uh, little baby bibs. <laughs> uh, as, you know, it's a side hustle kind of thing. Um, but that kind of slowed down as, you know, we got busier with for May as mm. well. Yeah, so now it's almost non-existent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you have the idea to start like breastfeeding friendly. Do you focus on the, you, you're exclusively like postpartum, aren't you? You don't focus yes. on the pregnancy. Yeah. 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 So you had the idea that, you know, we can't find any clothes that we actually want to wear and we feel good in that don't yeah. cost a lot of money. Let's pursue this idea. You, what do you do next? You then try and find like a manufacturer and you test, get a lot of samples. Is that what you're kind of doing? Yeah. So we flew to China twice. Oh, wow. Um, you like, yeah. Went, went yeah. hardcore. Yeah. So, so the main thing about, uh, we find that with people, I mean, the, the China factories is that they actually like you going there. Um, yeah, right. They want to get to know you. And it's also good because, I mean, then you get to see what they're all about. Um, mm. You know, from, from Australia, you don't know what the factory is really like. You don't know whether, because we are quite particular about um, the, the conditions of the factory and, you know, the working hours and things like that. So what we did was actually to fly over and, and check on that. We spent a couple of days there. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and we made sure that, you know, the factory that we chose um, were giving good hours and good, even things like the amount of space, you know, lighting and um, how long their breaks are. Um, it was really good. Like We could see that they had, um, I mean, although they are shift workers, um, but it was not crazy long hours and they were allowed to go home, pick their kids up. And if they could work from home, they would do that as well. So that was something that we were really um, happy to have found out when we flew over. And also we spent a few days, it's like a massive complex of uh, a shopping complex, but it's all just fabric. (laughs) So yeah, you could like one section is is all leather and one section is all cotton and things like that. Um, It was quite fun. And and we would just bring like a luggage and go home with all all these swatches and like go through them and see what would work for our collection. So it's quite fun as well. <laughs> yeah. So do you think yeah. that, because from the people that I've spoken to that are in the manufacturing business, like manufacturing yeah. clothes or products, um, you're, I think, the first one that I've spoken to that's actually gone over and seen the warehouse. Do you think oh. that that has made a difference in not only your trust in the manufacturing process, yeah. but in like like you said, there is that difference to being able to actually physically see what's kind of going on and develop yeah. that relationship rather than that might get lost if you're just communicating over email or over Skype oh, yes, or whatever definitely. it is. Yeah. So we, I mean, we connect with them through WeChat because that's, yes, um, they like, they, they use that the most and they were really nice. Like even um, because uh, I mean, China started off with COVID First. Yes. So it was going a bit crazy there, and we were like checking on them, like, "Are, are you guys okay? You know, like, it's the, you know, people in the factory are right." And and when it when it was Australia's turn, they were like, "Are you okay? Do you need us? You need to us to send some masks over and things like that." They yeah, were right. like really concerned about us. They were like, "Oh, is everything all right? Um, how's the lockdown?" And yeah, so, so it's were, more than just yeah. a like a it's it's got personal elements of the relationship yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's, that was the good thing about us going over as well because, like, we had meals with them and they showed us around, you know. They were, I mean, you know, just trying to be friends as well, you know, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And did, were they impacted at all by, like, was your factory impacted by yeah. COVID? 
yeah, it was shut for a little while. Um, so and so how did that I, impact your business? Yeah, it was quite good because we kind of got a whole lot of stock just before. We were so thankful for that. Um, yeah. And then they stopped for a while. Um, and and But the amount of stock that we had kind of sustained us for the time that they were shut. Um, and and then they slowly uh, went back to work. And, and And that was when the crazy rush of, uh, can we can we do the samples of <laughs> the new stuff? Um, it was okay. We were still alright at that time. Yeah. Yeah. Was that? Did you feel? Um, was that quite stressful? That period where you didn't know what was happening with the factory, and yeah, because that would have had implications on yeah. like what this time next year looks like, wouldn't it? Because yeah. Yeah. how far in yeah. advance do you kind of design and get things produced and sent? Like, what's that? Yeah. What's the lead time between? At least, at least half a year. At really? Least. Yeah. Because Sorry. I mean, because when we say we start sampling something, it doesn't always come back right. <laughs> yeah. So how many samples yeah. would come back and forth usually? Uh, about three. Yeah. Wow. And so yeah. you've got to wait, obviously, for them to make it, then send it back to you, then yeah. you give revisions and send it back. So that could that process yeah. in itself could be like a couple of months just that getting it right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. so yeah, that would have obviously then been quite stressful because you weren't. Yeah able to predict or control what was happening for yeah. the summer season or the winter season. Yeah. yeah. So we okay. had to kind of tweak the designs that we had. And also um, we are looking at other countries as well for manufacturing just in case, because yes. you know, now with COVID, who knows which country is going to be taken down for a while. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, which is good. It's, it's good for us to plan these kind and have of like backup as well. Yeah. Situations. Yeah. Yeah. Because we never would have obviously foreseen this happening. Um, yeah. So you then you you work with your manufacturer and you get all your samples. Then you've like you've got to go through the whole process of like getting up your website and getting people to the website. How do you? Yeah. How did you get the word out there about your business? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think because we first when we first started out, uh, we did baby expos. So mm-hmm. some of our customers have been staying with us since the very start, which was great. Um, uh, and are those, when you say that, are those people that have had multiple babies? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because do you yeah. find that challenging, that period, because you don't have, your product doesn't necessarily have, a, um, the, you could still wear your fashion, like your clothes, even if you weren't breastfeeding, but you yeah. like have a particular subset of a woman's life that you service it's when they're breastfeeding so that doesn't that period doesn't go on for like 20 years most of the time so how do you deal with the fact that you have to constantly be getting new customers through the door yeah so that that was in our plans as well as you know uh as our business evolved um we we were looking at all designs and we thought oh you know we were offering clothes that um are meant for breastfeeding but if people are going to pay, you know, that amount of money for, say, a top, you'll want to wear it beyond your breastfeeding clothes, uh, breastfeeding phase. Mm. And but still, the designs were not quite. I mean, just because you have like a, that extra zip, you know, <laughs> people associate it with breastfeeding clothes, and they will still want to sell it after they're done. So mm. that's why our brand kind of shifted in the last year, where we. Um, I've decided to really make it look like, you know, normal clothes, just maybe with um, more space, you know, for the tummy and, you know, because 
and, and just to flatter that postpartum body uh, and to have more space for breastfeeding as well. Uh, so most of the people actually, they have kept their clothes after because, I mean, it's a good fit and um, they they feel that it's not, doesn't look breastfeeding. Yes. Yeah, so, so that's how our business evolved as well. Um, but also, um, I mean, Facebook ads, Google ads, Yes, <laughs> um, has really helped a, a lot, a lot. And we've also been trying to uh, increase our email marketing and um, trying to do, uh, you know, more Instagram stories and Instagram <laughs> reels. And you know, it's, it's a constant uh, learning process with all these social. Um, it is the content like distribution of on yeah. different channels and everything. Is a, it's a lot of work. Yeah. Um, which I think why for me I like the ad side of things is because at least it's a little bit more predictable. You don't have to keep creating new content. You can just yeah, yeah. get new eyeballs on. Yeah. Um, what are the biggest challenges that you've faced with running a business that like four years ago, I'm sure that at the start of the, when you're running a business or building a business, you can't anticipate things that are going to crop up. There will always be challenges that crop up. What have been yeah. some of those ones that you've faced? Hmm. I mean, COVID kind of threw everything out. Yeah. But um, the good thing is that uh, for our business, we've always, because my sister-in-law, uh, she was based in Sydney before and now she's in Singapore. So we've always kind of be, been apart in that sense. Mm-hmm. So the whole uh, work from home thing, um, having meetings, it's, it, it, it just resumed, you know, as per normal, because that's how we work anyway. Um, but I think the challenge is mainly is time. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you prioritize first? Because you have three kids as well. <laughs> yeah. And how, yeah. Old, how old are your children? Uh, I've got two, four and eight. Wow. And, yeah, when it was homeschool and no childcare, it was just crazy. Yes, um, because you're in Melbourne like I am and we're yeah. just coming out of stage four <laughs> yeah. lockdowns. Yeah. And for what, yeah. it was two months, there was no childcare, yeah. maybe three months yeah. there was no school. So it was, it was a yeah. big period of I'm sure that you were like really hamstrung in what you could get done. Yeah, yeah and orders were increasing as well because everyone yes. was in lockdown and everyone was buying online. So... So that was a crazy time, but we made it, we made it through, <laughs> we made it through it. Yeah. So do you do the, sh- like, where does the shipping happen? Is that from your house or is that from a, a factory? Like how does that, what's the distribution model like? Yeah, it used to, it used to be in my house, but um, yeah, it just got too much. And I really wanted to start separating work. Yes. From, yeah. Cause it was, especially with homeschool, you know, all the kids are home and things like that. You don't want them to be touching all your stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so we we just got a storage unit recently, um, which is great. Like it was, it was it's such a difference having it out out of the house. How, how long ago was that? Uh, about four, three, four, three, three, four months ago. And before that, it was all from your your own house. Yeah, yeah. And you were doing all yeah. the shipping as well. Yeah. Wow. So who who handles that now? Um, still me. Wow. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can start hiring someone soon. <laughs> yeah. And so that would have been incredibly challenging if you've got three kids at home and one of them needs to be homeschooled yeah. and you're trying to run a business and also do the logistics side of it as well. Yeah. Um, 
like how did you and and orders are increasing because there's more people like at home in lockdown and online um how did you like get through that period um stay up later yeah (laughs) sleep less and um well I kind of uh got the kids to kind of help a little bit like they love sticking stickers so I'm like would you like to stick the labels on and things like that um just yeah and they were really happy to and yeah and you mentioned before about the um you wanted to create some separation between your business life and your home life I think that's really people don't people that um well people can probably appreciate that more now that work from home has been more normalized and a lot of people are in in that situation of working from home. But prior to that, um, it can be quite challenging. I know for myself that I work from home and, and my home life is at home and that you don't really have any clock off time. You don't have a separation where you're going home in the train and you've got that wind down time. You're going straight from work life to either making dinner or being with the kids. And it's it's very quick changes. Um, Did you, do you find that difficult? Yeah. Um, it actually, um, helped in the sense that we started to be more organized. So even things like, um, posting on social media, I used to just do it on the fly, Yeah, <laughs> which was really bad. So now we do content planning and we, we actually schedule it in the app and things like that. So, um, and, and, and just, uh, cause my husband still works normal hours sort of. Uh, and, and after at five o'clock, he would say, let's just go for a walk so that, you know, the family just goes out for a little bit together, have dinner, and then the kids go to bed. And then if there's more work that needs to be done after then, you know, but, um, I think we are slowly getting there with the whole mm. work life balance, work from home life balance. <laughs> mm. I think it's yeah. an adjustment. Like, so is yeah. your husband working from home right now? At the moment. Yeah. yeah. Cause he can go into office in the city. Um, I guess. With COVID, they're not sure about the lifts and things like that. So, yeah, yeah. And you had this business when you were pregnant. You would have been pregnant with your third, third child after you started this business, right? And then, yes, having that baby. So, what does yeah. like maternity leave or what is like a new baby? Non-existent. Like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was uh, so this, with the second child, um, we had only just started the business at that time, so it was still quite quiet. But with the third one, it was quite crazy. <laughs> like basically got home from home, uh, got uh, got into hospital. And while I was in hospital, my husband was helping to send some of my parcels and pack them. <laughs> and, and when I got back, yeah, I was like, yeah. I mean, I had my mom to help me with the baby, yeah. but, you know, still. I remember like, cause with, um, so when really I was pregnant, funny. yeah, when I was pregnant with my first daughter, Willow, um, that was in, she was born in, um, 2015, the start of 2015. And I had a, I had an online business then, um, an e-commerce business. And you have to, if you're, if you're going shipping out the orders, like you can't, people aren't going to be understanding that they've got to wait a month yeah. for their order. Cause you're on maternity leave, you know, you got yeah, to kind yeah. of shit things out. So yeah. I remember like I was, she was born on, I went into labor on a Friday night and I was like, Oh, okay. When I was in early labor, I'm like, okay, I'll just take this opportunity to respond to a few more emails. <laughs> And then, you know, she's born on the Saturday morning and I'm back in the warehouse with the baby on the Monday packing orders and that sort of stuff. Yeah, like you just, in the carrier. Yes, in the carrier. And, like, <laughs> I look back at that now because then the reason why I left I left that business and wanted to go into a, a quote-unquote normal job was because 
I wanted to have a second baby and I wanted to have a different experience. I wanted to have that yeah. maternity leave experience. And yeah, I don't think it, there really is no maternity leave. You kind of just have to um, make things fit around yeah. your business, uh, yeah. which can be like so challenging. Yeah. But I think that's the trade-off. I mean, with, with yeah. a normal nine to five job, you have to get into office. You, you, you will be missing out on like your kids sports day or, you know, things like that. But um, so the trade-off with having your own business and working from home is that, you know, I mean, you don't have a maternity leave, leave but you can attend some of your kids' events in school and things like that. So yeah, I agree. I, I'm quite happy to. Yeah, I think it's a trade-off that you that. make. That, yeah. Like I might need to do a call late at night with a client that's based in the US, but that means I can do, like I've structured my life so that I can do all the kinder drop-offs and I can do all yeah. the... I can attend anything that I need to attend. Like it's, there is a trade-off that you need to, but some, I guess some people don't want to do that trade-off and then that's, that's the, that's totally fine. fine. And that's where a job is like, yeah, there are pros and cons to both. Um, Working with your sister-in-law. So she's in Singapore now. You said she was in Sydney. How do you guys divide and conquer the responsibilities? Like, do you have certain things that are Jasmine's responsibility and she has certain things that are her responsibility? Yeah, so um, the whole design process with the clothing, I mean, we kind of discuss the designs and when we find see something that, oh, that's nice, we kind of discuss it together. But she handles that mainly. So she gets all the sampling, sampling. Um, she gets all the sizing done. Um, she talks to the factory, looks for fabrics, uh, buttons and tests all the different fabrics and buttons, make sure they don't fall out, make sure that the fabric doesn't shrink. Uh, things like that which is a massive job um mm. she um, and she has two kids has as well to, doesn't she yeah she has to keep up with all the um like uh relationship with the factory as well um and uh so I do all the stuff that needs to be physically done like shipping and um operations um what else marketing mm-hmm. but um because we both have design background so so at times um, so we do split up the design work, like um, editing or the photography. She does it. Um, videography as well. She, she does all these because that's what she used to do before for me. And so, so she's much quicker at doing them. Um, yeah, but with all the other marketing stuff, yeah, we, like, I, I'm doing those. Yeah. So it's kind of, yeah. We, we, I mean, we kind of cross over in certain areas, but yeah. And you, did you find you naturally fell into the, the roles that suited your skills so that you fell into more of the logistic-based roles and she fell into more of the, I guess, manufacturing-type roles? Is that kind of how it would be split? Yeah, yeah. I think we kind of looked at our strengths as well, um, what what would work best for the business. And she's good at um, uh, cust- uh, with relationships. So it's good that she's talking to all the, the, the factory because she's, a more people person. I mean, in that sense, <laughs> a lot more people, but like she loves to chat with people. Um, yes. So that's, that's great um, for her to do. Yeah. And are you exclusively through your own store online or are you, do you have stockists? Do you have like distribution? Like how do you, or is it just purely through your own website? Currently uh, we have one, one stockist. Yeah. Uh, we we are looking for more, but 
just haven't got around to doing. Yeah, you know, there's just so much in the business to do. But we are looking at at, at finding more stockists and and sending out a couple more um, uh, emails and things like that to to see to to gauge the interest and things like that. Yeah, it will be good for mums to be able to to try on the clothes as yeah. well. So we're looking for physical stores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is that is that the benefit? I guess is having just being able to reach more people because you can, people can physically try your products and. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess because also postpartum, your body changes so much. So sometimes people are like, Oh, you know, I'm not sure how it would fit. It would be better if I can try it on. So yeah. I think physical store is good for that. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So you've run the business for four years. You've kind of shifted in the last year to make it more long, have make the clothes have more longevity. So it's not just yeah. for that. Um, breastfeeding stage it's designed with that in mind but then you can use them afterwards what is kind of on the cards next for for my collective Hmm. yeah we're we're hoping to to keep going with that that whole um you know uh longevity and more versatile designs because i mean with the world changing so much now um we're also changing our designs to suit that um, so designs that can be dressed up and down. I mean, that has always been what we are about from the start. But I think now we have to really rethink all yeah. the designs that can be um, used for multiple purposes. Um, and and in that in that sense, uh, we too have to show mums the best way to style the clothes, which is quite fun for us to do. So yeah, yeah, because yeah, I think that. Um when you go through particularly if it's your first pregnancy you do kind of go through this like crisis of um yeah of like style and you I remember when I had my first baby I didn't really I could fit into my old clothes but I didn't really get back into wearing them till probably a full year later because it was like I had this identity shift yeah and I think that having clothes that make you feel good during that time is such a important part of it because you kind of lose you kind of navigating this different aspect of your of your world where you've just become a mum you also are trying to retain some sense of who you previously were yeah that's right yeah and um so I think the styling aspect probably helps a lot with that because people are like I generally don't know what my style is anymore I don't know how to put clothes together with with this new phase of life that I'm in yeah there's there's no time to think as well you know um so that's why um even with our clothes we we try and put a little bit of like a twist in each of them. Um, so even like a, a basic t-shirt, we try and like pop on like gold buttons, things like that. Um, so that, you know, you don't have to think too much. You can just put it on and wear uh, either pair. I mean, if you want to dress down, then just chuck on a pair of jeans, but you could just put on a, a nice skirt as well and you'll look totally different. And mm. that, that was the idea of our brand as well but yeah teaching mums and and the good thing is that uh, Deidre and I actually have really different styles um she loves dressing up and she loves accessories big big accessories whereas I'm like the casual chill <laughs> you know so so it's quite good that we could showcase you know like that that one item can be can suit different kinds of mums as well yeah yeah well, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so great to talk to you. Can you tell people where they can visit you online and also connect with you on social media? 
Yeah, you can find us at Formay Collective. So it's F-O-R-M-A-E collective.com or uh, Instagram also, you can find us uh, Formay Collective. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jasmine. Thanks so much, Katie. I hope you enjoyed that chat with Jasmine. I loved getting to know more about her and her business. And if you want to connect with her, make sure you do follow the links in the show notes to check out her website, formacollective.com.au. And also check her out on Instagram. And if you want to follow me, I'm at katiegriffin underscore. You can, follow, you can visit my website, sundaydigital.com.au. And, you know, do all the things. So I will chat to you on the next episode.